0: The Spirit of the Lord has been so rich in our service. And um, I feel like God wants to do something special for somebody today. I really do. You know, I try to uh, preach sermons. Um, We try when we have holidays like Mother's Day or Father's Day, Memorial Day. Stuff like that. I, I, I seek the Lord to see if I can get something kind of relating to those time periods. And as you know, always on on our homecoming and anniversary, I try to uh, to get something that kind of relates to that. But um, so this message I'm going to preach is not necessarily a message though that would be preached for homecoming. It's You will know when I get into it, so you say, Well, this is a little bit different than what Pastor would normally preach on anniversary day. But Church, I feel like the Lord has talked to me today. Feel like I've heard from the Lord. And I know I don't know who you may be. It may be more than one. But there's somebody in this house today that God wants you to know something. There's somebody God wants to talk to you about. Because this is exactly the way God led me as I was in my office. And He put this heavily in my spirit. And so let's just keep our minds strong on the Lord for the next few minutes. Because I feel like God is going to do something in somebody's life. I think that somebody is fixing to be in for change. I feel like somebody is saying in your heart, I've been carrying this load long enough. I've been dragging this chain long enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want you to know that God has interrupted this homecoming service and interrupted what this pastor would normally preach today just for somebody in this house. He did it for you just because He loves you. And all I ask you to do, if you feel God at all talking to your heart while I'm preaching, all I ask is please respond to Him. Because He wants to do something today. He wants to do something special. I'm going to call you to the book of John, the 16th chapter, verse 33. It will be on our screen behind me if you do not have your Bible with you. That's fine. John chapter 3, John chapter 16, excuse me, verse number 33. Just one verse of Scripture for an opening text. 16 and 33. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me, I want you to repeat that, those two words, in me, you might have peace. In the world, say those three words, in the world, you shall have tribulation. Be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. That is reading to you from the book of John, chapter 16, verse 33, the words of Jesus. And may the Lord add His blessing to the reading of His Word. Let's pray. Father, as we come to you today, we thank you and we praise you for the opportunity you have given us in this service. And now, Lord, I know, I know, Father, that you want to talk to somebody in the house. And I'm offering God to do whatever I can do that you may speak to the individuals you want to speak to today. I'm asking God you to encourage us, to lift us up, and to carry us, God, a little further down the road that we might be able to see our destiny and the purpose you have called us each and every one to. In Jesus' name does the church say, And you can be seated. Hallelujah. Jesus said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me, you might have peace. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. I want to speak to you from that text a sermon titled Living a Positive Life in a Negative World. Living a positive life in a negative world. I don't know if I've ever in my whole lifetime lived among so much negative forces and negative energy in the world in which we now live. Just think about it for a moment. There seems to be so much negativity in the world today. Everywhere you look, there's negative forces, negative energy. Everywhere you look, there's negativity staring you in the face, attempting to pull every bit of joy and peace that you've got in your heart right out. And it's hard not to get all caught up in the forces which have taken hold of the earth in a tailspin carrying everything in its grips down the drain to oblivion. Amen. It seems like the whole world is in, is, uh, is in a tailspin. And everything is caught up with it. It's kind of like you're pulling a plug out of a drain of a sink, and you see that, that force begin to circle and go around, and I mean it just whoops everything. And that's what I see that's going on in the world right now. It seems like the whole world is caught up in, this, in some type of negative force, some negative energy that's got everything in its grips just going in a tailspin, taking down the drain to oblivion. We are told in God's Word that the joy of the Lord is our strength. But to be able to walk in that joy is becoming for many people Increasingly more difficult. You you hear it when we talk about it when we come to church. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We even sing the chorus. The joy of the Lord is my strength, you know. But folks, we talk about it. We read it in the book. We even sing about it. But deep down inside, many people, even within the body of Christ, it seems like it's more and more of a struggle all the time to be able to walk in that joy. Hallelujah. We have become disguise experts with our painted-on smiles and robotic mentality. In which we have programmed ourselves into doing all the right things in public so those around can't see our pretense all the while we are screaming deep down inside, begging, pleading for some help, some relief from the pain in our soul. I gotta pay all a smile. I gotta put my disguise on the day. I can't let my children see how I feel. I can't let my family know how I feel. I've got to go through life in a pretense. But I'm here to tell you any time that you've got to walk around in life pretending about something, it's going to automatically make it that much harder just for trying to keep it in pretense. Many people... They're screaming. They're begging. They're pleading down inside. They get the smile on their face. Our disguise is good. People walk up. Say, how's it going today? Oh, man, things are great. Are they really great? Are we really okay? The fact of the matter is that many people in the world is not really okay and everything is not great. If it was, there wouldn't be so many people being increasingly committing suicide and taking their lives. There's nothing great about that, Brother Travis. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the bad thing about it, there are people that's even caught in the trap of the church going through the same kind of thing that I'm talking about. Nobody's immune from it. Nobody's immune from it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now that I've got your attention and your thinking... You're probably thinking right now that the pastor has got my number. I wish to declare to you, anybody in the house, if I described you at all in the least bit way, I want to declare unto you there is a way out. You don't have to pretend to have joy. You can live a joyful, positive life even in this heartless, negative world. And if you can somehow grab a hold of the words of this message that I'm declaring today, I believe that you can walk out of here changed. I believe you can walk out of here renewed. I believe you can walk out, amen, excited again about something in your life. And Lord God, it's been so long since you've been excited about something. It's been so long since you've been happy about something. Oh, God wants to put that back in your life. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. This world is always going to be negative. Jesus says in the world you're going to have tribulation, but in me you can have peace. Glory to God, in the midst of the storm you can have peace. You that you can live in this life with joy. You can have happiness. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to walk around doped up. Amen. With every kind of pill to keep you going,
1: Jesus has got something
0: for you today. Oh, God, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost so strong. Hallelujah. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. The world's always gonna have that negative force. It's always gonna be there. That right there ought to be enough to say, hey, I need to get out from in there and I need to get where God is. Hallelujah. Because there's nothing positive in the world. There ain't nothing positive out there. Oh having a good time partying. That positive. People driving home from the parties after having too much to drink, having a wreck, getting themselves killed or killing somebody else. Is that positive? Getting high on the dope and the drugs and all the kind of stuff that's going around. Is that positive? There ain't nothing positive in the world. There ain't nothing that the devil tithes you with. Amen. That's worth your second thought. Right. The devil's only got one thing in mind, folks, and it's your destruction. It. Hallelujah. God loves you with a love so great that He sent His only begotten Son. God to God to give His life. Hallelujah! Yeah. But with the same force, with the same force that God loves you, the devil hates you with the same type of force. And He will make you think that you're right there in the right places, doing the right thing. But I'm telling you right now, you will never... Run into nothing positive in that world. But I am telling you this: it's possible for you to live a positive life even in a negative world. Hallelujah, it's possible. Hallelujah. You can live a positive life in a negative world. There' was a couple points that I want to share with you about this. We're going to be going to two or three Scriptures. The first one we'll be going to is the book of Acts, chapter 23. The book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 25. Excuse me. John, Acts, chapter 16, verse 25. We want to talk about how to get out of this negative energy how to get out of this tailspin that seems like everybody's in. How in the world can you go through happiness, go through a life of happiness, when everything you touch seems to mess up? Everything's going wrong. How is that possible? The first thing I want to share with you it's that God has God has you where you're at right now for a reason. You see, church, the first thing that you've got to understand, I don't care where it is, you may find yourself. I don't care what situation that you, that you might be in, if you're a child of God... He's got you at that place right there for a specific reason. Amen. Every trial that you go through, you've got to get it in your mind and in your thinking that God ain't just turned His back on you. God ain't just forgot about you. God ain't let you wander all somewhere all alone because He said, I'll be with you always. I don't care if it's sickness. I don't care if it's finance. I don't care if it's death in a family. I don't care what it may be. Whatever place you're going to find yourself in, if you're a Christian and you love God, God's got you going through that for a reason. And once you begin to understand that, you're going to be able to live positive through a negative situation. What does Acts 16.25 say? And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And I'm going to finish up the part that a lot of people don't ever comment about. And the prisoners heard them. some kind of way, God has got to get us out of the notion that everything is all about us. Because almost every time something bad happens, we automatically think it's about us. Hallelujah. Why me, Lord? If you are a Christian... The Bible says you are not your own. You have been bought with a price. Your life is guided by God and it is He who takes you down the side streets of life when you think you should be on the interstate highway to heaven. I was traveling one time going through Memphis, by the way. One minute I was on the interstate. Next time, I was right down, slapped down in the middle uh, in the middle of town uh, town uh, in the uh, in Russia, the biggest mess you ever seen. And I looked around and said, how in the world did I get here? I mean, I wasn't even planning on stopping in Memphis. I was just going to, hi, nice to see you. I'm gone, you know. I was headed to Arkansas. <laughs> Hallelujah. One minute I was on the interstate doing fine. Some kind of way, I got off on a side street. And you know what, folks? A lot of times, going through life, we might find ourselves on the interstate highway headed to heaven. But all of a sudden, before you even know what happened, you done off of that interstate highway system going to heaven and you done got off on some kind of side street somewhere. Hallelujah. Just like just about every year we all get off down in Memphis down there trying to get back to the motel at the men's conference. Same way every time. I'm, I didn't do it the last time, did I, bro? How did I wind up here? I mean, I was on the interstate going good. Hallelujah. I mean, things things shouldn't be happening right here, about there. But folks, one way to stay positive in a negative situation is to stop and ask God who you are here for. If you're struggling, thinking, man, it's taking all I can do to hold on, quit thinking it's about you and that God has forsaken you, and that God is being mean to you, and for once, say God, who is it that you got me here for? Because you guided my life. Your book says you guided my life. Put that scripture back up, Brother Sean, the one I just read in Acts. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. I want to talk about the prisoners. They get left out of that message. We always talk about the miracle of God sending the earthquake and Paul and Silas' chains falling off. But I want to tell you something. In that jailhouse that Paul and Silas was put there, in, it wasn't only their cell that came open. Everybody's cell came open. And I'm going to tell you a bigger miracle than the earthquake that happened the bigger miracle is that none of those prisoners tried to escape. You ever you ever thought about that? Because the jailer, when he found out what was going on, he got a light and came in trembling, the Bible says, fixing to take his own life because he knew what the Romans would do to him, him being the jailer, if anybody escaped. He knew it would been better off for him to take his own life. Paul said, don't do yourself no harm. He said, because everybody's here. Not, this, not just these two old Pentecostal preacher boys over here acting a fool, but everybody's here. Why didn't some of those cutthroats and murderers and, and rapists and who knows what all they was in for, why didn't they just get out of Dodge when Festus had his back to them? i tell you why. Because Paul and Silas... They had beat them with whips. Blood was running down their back. Flesh was hanging off of them. They were went to a city to do something for God, to preach a message, to try to help somebody out. But yet now they've been beaten, thrown in a dungeon with no medical treatment. There, and at midnight, The Bible says they were singing praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. I'm here to tell you right now, folks, Paul and Silas was put through all that hell and torment for those prisoners. Paul and Silas went to the city, and they preached in the city. Amen. And then if nothing had happened, they would have finally just went on down to the next city. But Brother Paul, there was some murderers. There was some thieves. There was some cutthroats in the jail of Philippi. There wasn't going to be no preacher coming by there. There wasn't going to be nobody coming by singing those psalms. Hallelujah. Amen. Because everybody in town said those people in that jailhouse, they're there because they need to be there. Amen. They wouldn't be indulged about. But God knew there were some people... as the prisoners heard them singing praises in the God. You'll never know whose life you will touch and who you can bless when you go through the situations that you go through in life. Somebody's listening. Somebody's looking. Man, this thing must be real. Because I witnessed firsthand some of the pain Brother Darrell went through. I witnessed the struggles that this one or that one went through. Man, I thought, I thought, you know, Christian people, it was all phony baloney anyway. You know? And surely, anybody go through that kind of hell, anybody go through that kind of torment, everybody would expect them to just throw up their hands and quit. But now that the dust is settled, hallelujah, those princes are still there. Bars is not having to hold them in. The jailer's out with Paul out there in the middle of the night getting baptized. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Think about it, folks. It's not about you. It wasn't about Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas had been obedient to God, God wasn't trying to punish you. Man, it makes me so sick sometimes. I get sick to the stomach when somebody, man, has a problem. Man, there have been preachers, there have been church people and deacons in a church that go to visit somebody in a hospital that's going through some kind of sickness and stuff. Well, now, sis, you know, what is it? Come on, you better speak up. You done committed some big sin or you wouldn't be going through all this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They come to Jesus asking Him. About a man born blind. He said, Lord, who sinned? that this man be born blind. Did his father sin? Did his mother sin? Jesus looked at him and says, His father, his mother, neither had sinned. Hallelujah. He was born blind that that the glory of God and the gift of God could be manifested through him. Hallelujah. Sometimes God allows you to go through certain things so he can manifest his power through you. Sometimes God lets you suffer through the night. God says, I'm going to tell you what, hallelujah, she needs to see some of my glory. Somebody close to them need to see my power. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God my Lord, my Lord. Hallelujah. When, when my wife got that evening back in the same revival Brother Travis was talking about, glory to God right there, God says, hallelujah, somebody needs to see my glory. How do you stay positive in a negative world? Realize that everything happens to you might not always be about you. But God, you mean you want to let me suffer just to help somebody else? Why me, Lord? Did not... Did not Jesus suffer for the whole world? That's right. That's right, brother. Did God allow him to suffer for the whole world? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not just about us all the time. It's not about us all the time. Sometime God has picked you because He knows that you're going to stay true. He knows you're going to try to hold on. And he says, I'm going to use him as a vessel. I'm going to show my glory through him. On, oh, go. oh yeah. How do you know that? That's brother. Quit trying to preach my message. I was fixing to come to that. Hallelujah. <laughs> the devil the devil didn't come to God the first time. He did the second. But the first time he come to God... He wasn't coming to God specifically for Job. It was God that brought up Job. He said, have you considered my servant Job? Because there's none like him. Hallelujah. You know what? Every time you go through a struggle, man, come in a minute, everything that pressures of life gets on you and all this negative stuff goes on in your life, I mean pressures happen on your job. You're being pulled this way and that way and you feel like, you, oh, man, how am I going to get through there? Uh, but uh, God allows it to happen because He says, Hey, I think He's got something in there. I think I can trust Him. And all that pressure comes on. Then all those people around you that work around you and stuff begin to hear, amen, like the prisoners did. And they begin to look. And you know what God's doing in heaven? Hallelujah. God slapping. Oh, I didn't tell you. Take a look at that. He can have it. Hallelujah. He can have it because my... Fri in Him. to God that's what it's all about that's what it's all about. Hallelujah. but now with some of us with some of us God can't hardly trust us with an ingrown toenail Come on, oh. well <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah. Glory. God needs vessels to show His glory to the world through. Hallelujah. I'm going to move on to my second point. Hallelujah. The second point, for you to live positive, and that's what I'm preaching about today, living positive in a negative world, another way that you can do that You need to get this in your mind that God precedes every trial with an escape route. Do you know? Don't you realize that every time that you run smack into a trial, before that trial is engineered and while it's being engineered, somewhere in it, God always makes you an escape route in every trial. There ain't nothing you will ever go through in this life where God hadn't made a way ahead of time before it even strikes you for you to get out of it and to go through it. You know that? Let me give you a scripture. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirteen. What's it say there? First Corinthians ten and thirteen. God always makes a way. Listen to what he says. There is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Look at your neighbor and say, God's faithful. faithful. (laughs) woo! He's faithful. I said, God's faithful. Hallelujah. Who will not allow you to be tempted above that you're able? Praise God. But with the temptation, also make a way to what? Escape. Hallelujah. Next time you get thrown in the room of trial, right. instead of trying to find a corner to hide in, start walking around in that room, look around. The devil comes to you and says, what in the world are you doing? He said, I'm looking for my way out. God said, it's here and I'm looking for it. Praise God. Hallelujah. God's faithful. God's faithful, sis. He's always promised. He would prepare a way out. Hallelujah. You ain't going to get to find that way out. You ain't going to get out. You're going to stand there longer than what you have to, as long as your head's in a corner. Or your head's stuck in the ground like an ostrich. The way out's there. The escape has already been made. It's there. It's there. We just got to look for it. Hallelujah. We got to look for it. In the midst of the night of your trouble, in the midst of the night of your fear, it seems as if the daylight is never going to come. Sometime the struggle becomes harder. When you look, but you can't see a light at the end of the tunnel. I've been there. Does anybody else? You ever been where you couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel? Man, it's in those, them are the darkest hours. Them are the hardest times. Oh man, I just don't see, I don't see no light at the end of that tunnel. It's so long and so dark. But God has promised that morning's going to come. Look at your neighbor and say, morning's coming care what kind of night you're in, morning's coming. And God has promised that when the morning comes, joy is coming with it. Psalms. Woo! Well, I'm getting happy now. Psalms chapter 30 and verse 5. Hallelujah. Said it, oh, In His favor is life. He said, Weeping may endure for night, but joy cometh in the morning. Glory to God. Weeping. Glory to God. Yeah. Amen. I spent the night wallowing in my tears. Glory to God. Amen. I've walked the floors. I've been through the darkness. Hallelujah. But God said, morning's coming. Morning's coming. And when morning gets here, joy's going to be with it. Woo! Give God a praise. Hallelujah. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. In closing, you can stay positive in your storm. You can stay positive in your trial. In your night of despair, if you can concentrate on God, always has a way out. God has a way through your pain. Here, kind of sums it up in a nutshell. We as human beings have a tendency to listen to Satan's lies rather than God's truth when we're in despair. You ever notice that? Seems like the more that you have to struggle... The more we listen to those little whispers that the devil sits on our shoulder and whispers, it's gonna get worse. It ain't gonna get no better. It's all, it's all. You just wanna throw up your hands and quit. You've been going through this thing a long time. If victory was gonna come, it didn't got here. So evidently, this must not be here. And you know what? Every one of us is humans, and we got a tendency to listen to the devil's lies rather than God's truth when we're in that situation. But if we shut our ears to our flesh and open our ears to God, we can begin to live positive in this negative world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's all I'm asking you to do right now. Is listen to God. Listen to his voice. We're in a sea of negativism everywhere. People are struggling everywhere. But I'm here to tell you and declare to you right now, folks, you can live a positive life in a negative world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You just got to lean on Jesus. I want everybody to stand. Hallelujah. Praise God. If God has spoken to anybody today, I want you to know that these altars are open. You can come and you can kneel and pray. Somebody will come pray with you. But you can have deliverance. You can lean changed. Hallelujah.